Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 35, Drag and Onion Flowers. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, Jessica. We've actually recorded. Thank you. Like a fortnight apart. I know, it's really good. What the heck is this? We've just been to Just William. Yeah, read by Martin Jarvis. Uh, correctly, um, as it should yeah. be. Um, so the King's Place is doing a series of coffee concerts on Sunday mornings. And the first one, the inaugural one, was Martin Jarvis reading a Just William story with Richard Sissons on the piano. Um, and it was very funny, and I laughed a lot. And it was the first story with Violet Elizabeth Bott. And he did all the proper voices, which obviously he would do. But um, it was very funny to see the Just William voices that we've known and loved coming out of a mm-hmm. grown man's face. Um, part of me was slightly disappointed he didn't do the one with Hamlet, but that is fair. Yeah. <laughs> so that was very enjoyable. Did you enjoy it? I did. It was really as, good. As you found out like, when we got out of the car on the way home, it was your birthday treat. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that? Did you? Lucky me. Yeah? Yeah, well, no, it was really good. Okay, good. Did you know it was your birthday no. treat? No. Good. Well, you know, it's nice to know after the fact. I'm still ill. Still ill. Am I still ill? And if I... Oh, God. It's a Morris' it's a Smith song. I don't know. I've been in bed waving my gladiator eye. Limply. Um, but I've been off work because I've not been well, which has allowed me to consume a lot of media. Um, sometimes I'm up to watching television. Sometimes I'm only able to sit and listen to things or lie and listen to things in a dark room with my eyes closed. But it's been really good for watching a lot of quite low quality television, by which I mean RuPaul Drag Race, start your engines. May the best woman win. Every time I speak to you recently, you um, tell me about RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, it's really good. Every time. What's wrong with that? No, nothing. I'm sure it's very entertaining and enjoyable. My favourite one, dressed up as Carol Channing. Um, I've also watched some early Jonathan Creek. Iron Man 2. The first episode of Xena Warrior Princess. Which, let me tell you, isn't even funny bad. It's just really bad. (laughs) I mean, it is funny bad. But there's a point where you think, Oh, I didn't didn't know it was this bad. I don't know, well, also the funny guy in the hat, has Jockster? Jockster. He hasn't turned up yet. It's just ludicrous. It's in my Netflix queue. Yeah, watched a bit of that. Uh, bit of Jonathan Creek, got into Adventure Time. Adventure Time is really good. I don't know who it is originally intended for, and I feel like at any point it will get creepy weird. <laughs> but it's very fun. It's really strange. Uh, yeah, I've never, from the descriptions of Adventure Time, I've never been drawn towards watching it. It's good. Well, the first time I ever saw an episode, it was Gone Midnight, and I was in a small cabin on a sleeper train to Penzance and it was a weird episode and I did not know what was happening and I found it slightly off-putting but the first season is on Netflix so I thought I would watch that and I've got really into it it's really funny but really strange and yeah I can't work out whether it's for like 12 year olds or stone students <laughs> or ill people such as myself yeah, like you uh, or like graphic design that I do it's, it's very good it's really fun I've also been listening to loads of podcasts. I have. At, at work, not at home. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I've been going to the back catalogue of Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. I'm really enjoying that. I love Pop Culture Happy Hour. It's uh, 45 minutes of people talking about pop culture. And it's obviously a group of people who are really good friends. And 
They finish every episode with what's making us happy this week. I know. It's just really good. I'm stealing a lot of subjects from them in the future, yeah. I can tell. So we listen to that. We listen to the, the Infinite Monkey Cage. I've never heard that. What is it? What is it about? What is it? What is happening? What it's Robin Ince and the scientist Brian Cox. Right. Not oh, monkey, I have no, I, no idea. And it's a Radio this. 4 thing and they talk about science. Um, Actually, I've heard an episode of this. It was very good. Yes. I don't remember what they were talking There's about. There's one coming up on the apocalypse, which I will probably not listen to. It's not your favourite subject, is it? No. And also, like, oh, I'm lying in bed. I'm not feeling very ill. Listening to science and communication, jolly, lighthearted. When the world is going to explode, not, not so, so lighthearted. <laughs> <laughs> is it soon? I don't feel very well. I hope it's soon. Yes, that's what I've been doing. Um, and my friends have been really nice. They've been uh, recommending lots of good things. Um, lots of people recommending The Good Life, The Cabin Pressure on Radio 4. Which has Benedict Cumberbatch and Roger Allen and oh, Stephanie Coleman, and it's written by Jonathan Amore. I think I always used to watch The Good Life when I was ill when I was little. Because you'd have it on V. Yeah, yes. have you watched Anne of Green Gables yet? No. I also have my. Now I have my new You're Kindle. Really? You have to watch Anne of Green Gables. Yeah, I know, but watching television is quite tiring. <laughs> and sometimes I can't read all the time, so I might find an audio cassette. But I only read Anne of Green Gables this year. You didn't so. have to see the bit where Matthew dies. Uh, it what? I thought that happened in a much later book, so I was reading the first no, book, Anne Gable, and I thought that was all jolly la la la, I'm a child, uh, Lake of Shining Waters, and then at the end, it's like, Matthew's dead, I must be serious. collapses and Matthew dies. I know, because of a bank collapse. That's a, a not scene. how they do it in the, in the TV show, he just, he's out in the field, and I think he just has a heart attack because he's old, but... Also, I only well. learnt this year that uh, Matthew and Marilla aren't a married couple. <laughs> yeah, they're brother and sister. I always thought they were like a lovely old couple who bickered a lot and never had a child and then they got Anne. Maybe I did know that, but I'd forgotten. And I, I haven't reread Daddy Longlegs, but I did listen to the soundtrack yesterday. Oh, that's lovely and soothing, though. That's yeah. Nice. And, you get the, and you get the story from it. Yeah, exactly. So I've been doing that. And uh, people have been sending me nice things. My lovely friend Luke has sent, technically from Tanzania, but through the magic of the internet, a stylophone to keep me occupied. So that I can, you know, do the intro to Space Oddity. That's really good. I taught myself paparazzi on it. Of course you did. I'm going to become a smash it musician. Of course you are. And I also received... Thank you. Thank you for your confidence. I also received from Jessica a jigsaw, which I thought was an identical jigsaw to one she had previously done. And I was like, I see what you're doing. This is a bit weird, but it's not. It's in a series. Yeah. You did the 1950s one, did you? Uh, one? Yes, it's 1950s sweets, I think. So yeah, they're, they're, you can get four decades of different sweets of uh, the the rappers of the time. Um, and I had the 1970s. So I went for that one because... Um, well, it's quite a good range because they're a good complicated mm. picture, but they're not. It's a, it's a decent picture to look at. Yeah. Um, and it's got lots of pieces so it can keep you occupied, occupied for a while. Um, but also the the 70s I went for because it reminds me of the episode of the supersizers eat the 70s um, mm-hmm. and Sue and Giles end up in a sweet shop um, behaving like children. You say it keeps you occupied for a long time. Did it in one sitting. <laughs> well, yeah. But I did take seven hours. And, and there were two of you. Well, yeah, but Tom only came in like for the last four hours. So it took 11 man hours. <laughs> And um, we were watching a lot of telly while we did it. But it was really good. good work, though. It's good work. Yeah. And you also got me my favourite children's television programme, Timmy Time, 
a sticker scene book and an activity, no, a colouring book. I haven't done the colouring book yet because I have to get my pencils out, but I've done, I have actually done all the stickers because usually people send you those and you're like, ah, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, no, did fun. it. It was really good fun. And I think the stickers peel off quite well, so I can probably use them again. Oh, you can But um, just because so, what is good about it is there is a Timmy for every scene. Ah, yes. So, I mean, some of them you get his friends in different combinations, but you have a Timmy doing it. So here he is uh, smuggling things into a cupboard, painting trying to go home with his bag, uh, having a nap, eating, <laughs> sitting on the floor, eating a sandwich, uh, holding his teddy, he's really muddy there, he's just jumping there next to some toys, um, doing some magic tricks with a magic wand, playing football, and as you can see, I, I've put it so he's mowing down the pig there. Yep. Um, reading a book, a book which seems to have him dressed as a pirate on the front <laughs> of it, uh, and then arriving at school. Oh, it's just good. Oh, they're just so good. Meh. I've got a horrible history activity book, but that's got like quizzes and things. That is quite taxing. I know it's a sticker book. That is what I want at the moment. So, our lovely friends at the Reduced Friend, Shakespeare Friends of the show. Yeah, the only people who've been on the show except us, weirdly, are famous people. Um, we're a pretty high class, but that's the no, bar. You, you, you had, um, and we had some, some oh, box we had a Lewis and Kieran on, didn't we? In, um, in Edinburgh. They were actually on the show as opposed to the Reduced Shakespeare Company, who we just conned into doing one of our. Um, yeah, I know, and then we managed to get on their show. That like, was not what I expected. One of the most exciting things ever. <laughs> and also, I think we are possibly the least famous people of their how many, 300 or so episodes of podcasts. And all the, oh, every week so. they have a celebrity saying, you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company. They've, um, they've had people who who are just sort of fans, but who've been mentioned before. Yeah. Um, no, we were just some randomers they met. <laughs> Yeah, who, even... on, who ended up on that week's podcast. Yeah, I know. I thought I was beating me in the bank. And then uh, it was us. But they, they're on tour in the UK again. They're, they're in the news. This is current, current affairs. Current so affairs. Good. It's a shame. This won't be on... This won't be broadcast for two weeks. Broadcast. <laughs> I, broadcast is a strong word for this podcast. <laughs> you might be misleading. I'm overselling slightly. Yeah, <laughs> broadcast news. Um, but they are back in the UK and their uh, show has been cancelled in Northern Ireland because... Because um, on grounds of blasphemy. Yeah, some local councillors councillors claimed that um, yeah it was uh, it was blasphemous because they're doing their show about the Bible. It's, it's not blasphemous. These at all. people have never seen the show. Yeah, if you if any ever seen it or read it, which is all available for you to do, then you will know that that is not the case at all. Um, it's in Newton Abbey, Newton Abbey in Belfast, and it's but it's not anymore. They've cancelled the performances. However, if you're in the UK, you can go out and see them, and we urge you to do in it. Fifty nine other cities. I don't know what they are, and I'm not going to list them. Go to reducedshakespeare.com. Uh, performance dates, active buyers, and email and newsletter, and so much less, and so, so much, much less. less. So yes, go and see them on tour. Jessica, have you done anything? Because this is all me, and so I've you. not even left the house. Um, last week, I had a lovely. My, I spent my day off having a lovely day in. Um, just kind of, I looked at the weather out of the window and went, no, I'm not leaving the house today. It's a lovely day watching films. I watched Little Voice. Have you seen that? No, it's on my Netflix queue. I think you'd enjoy Little Voice. It's not like the most cheerful kind of jolly laugh. Not watching it, no. But she does do an impression of Judy Garland. She does. Judy features quite heavily and it's quite, it's actually, it's quite harmless in its way. And, um, have you changed your little picture on Netflix? No, I don't know how you, you do can, that. Oh, you can change it your does, character it picture. It does, and, you know, it ends well and the, the appropriate things happen for appropriate people and stuff. Good. Did you watch anything else apart from Little Boys? I watched. Uh, I watched a not very good film about ice skating. Which one? It's called. I can't even remember what it's called. It was a sequel, but it, to something that was made about twenty years ago. Oh no! And they sort of then they they then play the parents in this one. Oh no! It had the girl who played Wren in um, Even Stevens in it. Oh, okay, good. Um, but it was one of those sort of 
it's one of those kind of teen films, sort of young people film type yeah. things, that um, you kind of start watching and, you th- and it's they, they're never as jolly as you think they're going to be, because um, I don't know why, but I always expect things to be a comedy. I'm always disappointed when they don't fill in the yeah, comedy what, genre. Who is who is choosing to watch a teen drama? No one. No one's choosing to watch that. I always think, oh, this will be fun, and oh, she's going ice skating, and oh, there's you know, and they've got to get to the the, the national competitions. Oh, they're a bit thin on laughs. Yeah. This is why High School Musical is so good. Yeah. Get some gags in there. Creme brulee. You can use exactly the same plot, exactly the same lines, exactly the same character development. Just get a few gags in there. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. What's your song? Your song! Uh, it's Back of My Hand by the Jags. And there's a little scar right by the knuckle. No, tell us a story, not your hand. Tell us your hand. Tell us a story. I've no, I don't know what that song is. Is it good? I got your number. Written on the back of my hand. I got your number. It's aggressive. Written on the back of my hand. Okay. Top fives. Top fives. So the theme for this week. These are our top five fictional places where we would like to hang out. This came to me just in the instant. You said, what should our top five be? And I said, to be the fictional places we'd like to hang out. It's my turn to go first. Okay, so uh, number one, Sesame Street. Okay, good, yeah. We haven't heard each other's top five, so we don't know what's coming. Um, I want to hang out on Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a cool, hip, fun, groovy place to be. Who would you like to hang out with? Well, the beauty of hanging out on Sesame Street is that you don't—you can see everyone. Okay, true. Um, like you know, you could sort of sit on the steps with Big Bird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you would. Yeah. Uh, okay, good. Yeah, and you could talk to Oscar. You wouldn't want. You know, you get on well with Oscar. I like Oscar. I bet you do. Uh, number two is, and this obviously—I should preface this <laughs> for saying it's in no particular order. <laughs> number two is McLaren's Pub, which is the uh, the bar from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah, I did think that was probably... I, I like it there. It's like a proper local, but in America, so... Yeah. It's, it's not it's not quite an English pub, but it's 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 pretty good. Yeah, it's good. It's not too much... I mean, obviously it's a bar, but it it's... A it's bit... not an American bar. It is, it is a kind of a pubby bar in the middle of mm. Uh, mm. Manhattan. Mm. But I like it. It's cool. I say that like I've been there. Um, next up, the bronze. Okay, yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, if you don't know, is the the club they go to in Buffy, but it's it's not a club in the usual sense because um, it's they're, they're obviously still in school, so it must be some sort of underage club. Yeah, but then they still want to go there when they're, when about they're 23. when they're a lot older. So it must just be like a hip and happening place to be in Sunnydale. Yeah, slash the only place to go in Sunnydale. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I would have enjoyed it though when I was a teenager. And also, um, they're obviously quite a laid-back management because people have massive fights with vampires there all the time. All the time. But no one gets served, so that's the important thing. Mm-hmm. They're upholding the law. Um, I have Luke's Diner, or just Luke's, from... Oh, uh, Gilmore Girls, yeah, that's Gilmore good. Girls. I had to that. Because um, the food is good. God, I want breakfast food. <laughs> and just imagine what you could see going on around you. <laughs> oh, that'd be... oh, you had the poodles already. <laughs> uh, um, and... My fifth one, I'm battling through these, but my fifth one is the bar from Ally McBeal. Yeah. Which I believe is called, they never actually name it, they always just say the bar because it's obviously the place they go to and it's in the, the bottom of their the building that their offices are in. Uh-huh. I believe it's actually called the Martini Bar because you do 
Possibly right at the end, actually, see them standing outside and there's a sign outside it. Okay. Um, it really confused me for a while. I worked out that it was in the bottom of their building because I was like, why do they seem to work above a bar but then I realised the proper and, office blocks and in sometimes they manage to get in there during the day as well yeah it's very weird yeah it's obviously part of their building complex and also they have very relaxed management who let Elaine sing all the time so they have very relaxed management <laughs> this is what we like places with relaxed management that serve alcohol mm-hmm. when I first started writing this pub it went this list it was <laughs> part of a Freudian slip when I did first start writing this list it did go McLaren's pub uh, the bronze, and then in my head it was the bar. And then when I wrote it down, I sort of it ends up in a different yeah. order. And it's like I need to have some places that aren't just places that serve drinks. But these are the kind of places I hang out. So okay, uh, my top five. Do you mind? Top five. Okay, well, my first one is the bronze, obviously, um, because it's the only place I've ever seen on film or television where you can order an onion flower, <laughs> and Spike always eats them. And no, <laughs> you get an onion and it's peeled, and they cut it in such a way that they. They sort of do the quarters and they peel oh. back all the layers and you get, like, a lotus flower. <laughs> I mean, also, the aforementioned things and, you know, spike, but also lotus flower onions. And they have lots of handily placed instruments for um, for hitting vampires like, and, like, beheads, throwing symbols at them and beheading yeah. them, which is cut for UK audiences, but never mind. Um, not on my complete, not on complete DVD, DVD, which is now on Netflix. And it's not... You kind of watch it and go, oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they used to show it a six-week cut. True, true. On BBC Two. Um, number two, the three broomsticks. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think about how I watched that much, but I thought, yeah, that sounds cosy. I like it. Um... Yeah. Where is it? Hogsmeade they go? The Hogshead. In the, the, the village of Hogsmeade. Yeah. And the, the pub there is called the Hogshead. Where's the three broomsticks? It's on Diagon Alley. Um, yeah. No, that's the Leaky Cauldron. That's oh. on the, Hog, the Hogshead is the horrible pub in Hogsmeade. Oh, right, and yeah. And the three broomsticks is one man nice one with, with the uh, butterbeer. Yeah. Um, we got there in the end. Yeah. And, you know, it always seems quite cosy and it would be fun. And you can sit there quietly in Star's Nut Rising. Yeah. We need little gold I'm coins, not, Neville. I'm not be disturbed. All right. Um, uh, Muppet Theatre. Yes. Because who Muppet wouldn't... Studios, I can't believe it. it. Yeah, Muppet Theatre, uh, on the Muppet Show and also in the, the films, because I'd want to hang out with the Muppets and also watch their shows. Who wouldn't... I just... I genuinely cannot think of anything that would represent the pinnacle of my career more than working with the Muppets. Uh, you're doing a lovely Muppet dance there, Jessica. Thank yeah? you. Um, the Drones Club, which I don't is, know what that is. I'm about to explain. Okay. I don't know what it is. Either. It's Bertie Wooster's club, right? And uh, he's always up to ridiculous hijinks. And right, so the story that I also got as a free Kindle download, where the girl convinces him to sneak in someone's room, put a pin on, you know, put a needle on the end of a broom handle, and puncture someone's hot water bottle, is payback because that person had um, at the Drones Club. They'd gone to a swimming pool and he'd convinced them to swing across all the ropes. That were, uh, they, they had, like, gladiator style. <laughs> so presumably they can turn into a gymnastics thing as well. Right, yes. And he was swinging the over the across. pool. But um, he'd looped the other one, the last one, so he couldn't reach it. So he had to just drop into the pool. Right. Um, and uh, that happened at the drinks club. And then my fifth place that I'd like to hang out is the shop around the corner. And you've got mail. Oh, my God. That was, that was what the one that was supposed to be on my list. <laughs> I knew there was another one. I was on the train and I was livid because I couldn't remember it. It was really good. Yes. Yeah, that's so I can't think of anywhere I'd rather hang out. Oh, now, does that need to be a top five or should that... Jam- okay. See, this is the exciting thing. It was the frustrating thing about not showing oh. each other on the list. Um, yeah, I mean, you're a joke, but it's a good thing it wasn't the goldfish. F-O-X. 
Um, but yes, obviously we are big fans of You've Got Mail and her lovely children's bookshop that Meg Ryan runs where she does twirling. And, but also... Marty. <laughs> at one point, George remarks how, how the little shop around the corner is a tomb and he's going to the nut shop where it's fun. Imagine how good the nut <laughs> shop must be. Yeah. Oh, wow. Maybe I should just swap the nut shop around the corner yeah, for the nut shop. Let's have the nut shop. Honourable mentions? Honourable mentions. Okay. I have the bar in Alimobile as one of my honourable mentions. Okay, cool. I think I have one that you are going to well, regret. As, as an extension for um, for for the bar in Alimobile, one of my um, honourable mentions is um, John's Hole in the Wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which isn't a public place, like as all the others are, but it's a really kind of cool little nook. He's found... Um, it crops up in about the fourth season onwards, I think, but um, if not later, he's he's found some crawl space in their building, but it's behind one of the toilet cubicles. So you press a remote control, the door, the, the wall slides up, and he's got like an armchair and a bookcase with a little window and a lamp and stuff, and he sits in there sort of when it's a bit when he just kind of wants to get away from things to take his moment. Yeah, um, I've put uh, Gatsby's where uh, for the big parties that uh, yeah. Jay Gatsby throws. Yeah, I mean obviously. It's uh, tragic, and he's doing it to win back a woman he loves. But nobody else knows that. They're just having, one of just having a great time. <laughs> so I would like to be one of the people who sponges off Gatsby and goes to his parties every weekend. But have you got another honourable mention? I have. Um, I've got the Chatterbox Cafe from Lake Wobegon. Oh, yeah! Because, again, oh, good food. The pies would be... Think of what you'd be able to, like, all the excitement going on around you. All the, being served by Darlene. Yeah. Um, and, and an extension of that, the sidetrack tap. Which is the pub in Lake Wobegon. Um, I put the birdcage from the film, the, the birdcage, bird or the stage show La Cage aux because especially in the uh, film version, it looks very fun. Largely, it looks very fun at the end where they smuggle Gene Hackman and whoever play, is playing Gene Hackman's wife out of the building from the press, dressed up as drag queens. <laughs> I sense the theme in the media I consume, but uh, that's just very funny. Ooh, I thought of another one. Um, I've got one that's really going to piss you off <laughs> that you haven't included it. Do you have one? I have one. Um, speaking of drag queens, um, yes, the, always <laughs> the train from some like it hot. Yeah, Spe- yeah. Specifically, Daphne's bunk <laughs> when they're all in there <laughs> and they're drinking. When there's like fourteen girls crammed into one bunk and they're drinking Manhattan's they've made in a hot water bottle. And then <laughs> I the have train a bottle of seamstress. <laughs> and then the train comes to stop and they all fall out. Yeah. The bathroom looks quite fun as well, where they're chiseling yeah. ice into a symbol with the end of a, a drum brush. Um, yeah, just, just that whole carriage. I've put New York in the sitcoms, because I yes. really like, like, I have a weird thing about New York, but it is almost certainly too based in watching too much Will and Grace and a bit of Friends, but Will and Grace New York looks better than Friends New York, doesn't it? Yeah. Because the jazz music, and just, and things in New York, and, the, um, and then it also ties into things like Frasier and while you were sleeping which aren't even set in New York <laughs> but I really want to go to a US city in the 90s preferably in the winter time yes wearing a massive coat yeah and then slipping and sliding maybe with Bill, Bill Pullman can come he doesn't have to um, but yeah sort of a US city that's probably New York like the idea of going to like the Rockefeller Centre in the winter in yeah. a sitcom hilarious um, what else do I have um, I have Dharma's shop there's mm-hmm. an episode of Dharma and Greg where Dharma um, buys a shop she has no plan for what this business is going to be. But someone turns up and says, excuse me, do you sell bananas or whatever? And she says, no, we don't have any bananas. At which point someone else pops in and says, do you, excuse me, do you, do you have a newspaper? And they say, no. And the first guy says, oh, you, you, I have this. So I've finished with it. And they're like, oh, great. And then somebody else, so it just becomes this bizarre like exchange thing. And everyone's like hanging out and having a cool time and at the end, which obviously Greg finds exasperating. 
Um, because presumably no one is giving her any money. Because, well, uh, no, but everyone's just having a lovely time, including Dharma. Okay. But Greg is, is finds it exa- exasperating because it's one of Dharma's crazy hair brace schemes. Mm-hmm. And then at the end it's fine because she um, she leases it to Starbucks for an exorbitant fee. <laughs> cool. So, you know, everyone's a winner. Any more? I have one more, and that's um, that's the library. Just the library generally, because having fun isn't hard when you've got a library card. <laughs> Okay, that's very good. Um, right, I have one which I think you are going to kick yourself that you did not include. And I'm worried that I've oversold it and you'll actually be like, mm, whatever. Amelie's Cafe. I did think of putting that on the list, oh, actually. okay. Yeah. Oh, no, I oversold it. But no, that's fine. Oh, now we have to think of Maybe I should one. have put it as an honourable mention, though. I'd be cotted, no. I'd be cotted. No, I should have put that on my, as my honourable mention. Um, but, yeah, you've got... Um, Lois at the front just complaining about her health, her non-existent hypochondria. The miserable artist in the corner, the the one who's in charge, just trying to sort everything out, and she's got a limp because she was thrown from a horse when she used to work at the circus. <laughs> I mean, I have to admit, I've not watched Amelie in about ten years. So <laughs> Amelie, obviously, uh, yeah. But I kind of thought, I bet that's fun. I, know, I was meant to visit the and cafe. It's Parisian and lovely, and yeah, you and the, and two the windmills colours and the, yeah, and isn't it rich? Cool. So those are our top fives. So if anyone would like to invite us to those places, at least one of them I have technically, you technically can go to New York. In the 90s? If you... With a flight scale passenger. <laughs> <laughs> he told me he bailed the time machine. Like, what in a film I'd seen? <laughs> Trip, no. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, so maybe we will go to those places. My song! Awesome. Now we think that you might have had the song. Yeah, but I've I've not written it down, and I think if I did, had had it, it would have been long enough ago mm-hmm. that it would have been on the list that I've obviously not kept yeah. writing. Mm-hmm. The the song I've picked is "Forever Young" by Alphaville. I wanna be forever young because I mean we talked about this when we um it's definitely come up before when see Romeo and Michelle. We were saying it's that and time after time and like the quintessential eighties prom film tracks. Except that actually it's from Napoleon Dynamite. I know, but it, we talked about it in Romeo and Michelle. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it's the pro- what are they dancing to at the prom at the beginning? Where they have the flashback to um, their real prom. Oh, I see. Because it's like uh, song. It's sort of plaintive. Is it? Is but it also, Madonna? I think it might be Cindy Lauper. Is it, what do they dance to at the end when they're doing their dance? The dance routine? Yeah. The, the spontaneous choreographed dance routine is time after time by yeah. Sidney Lovell. <laughs> <laughs> I've just set this off just by doing a little head movement. She's crouching. Literally for a week. I just, every, I just, you know, just, mm. just be walking to work. <laughs> it's on Netflix, isn't it? Be, yes, it is. So I can watch it in bed. Go out and watch Romy Michelle, everyone. Don't even watch the whole thing, just watch the uh, spontaneous choreographed dance routine at the end. We we have a time signature for Walter running and screaming in the Muppets film. 15 minutes 40. But we don't have one for, Maybe that should be a new feature. The time, the time signature is for, for really good bits right. of film. Write this down, contact legal. I wonder what happens in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> we could... Oh my god, I just had an amazing idea for a feature. Just arbitrarily pick a time. Or we could <laughs> add, find out what happens at 47 minutes and 13 seconds into into any film. What? Yeah, and, just, oh my and then God. discuss the scene. Yeah, that'd be good. Right, this is a good brilliant. Really, right, write this down. Contact legal. <laughs> okay, your snack of the day: spaghetti pomodoro. That is a that's not a snack. At least if you have it between meals. No, that's rubbish. Say about four thirty. That's not a snack. All right, because uh, my snack. No, I'm, and I'm going to offer a snack of the day, which is ludicrous because I am clearly the connoisseur of crap food. It would be apple jelly marmalade on toast, which isn't crap, it's homemade. Not the toast. 
you've eaten enough of it and it's a meal. <laughs> yeah, I don't see why that's that's a snack in spaghetti pomodoro, isn't it? Because, yeah, right, a bit of toast is not <laughs> a meal. And spaghetti pomodoro... So have it between, between lunch and... No, because the thing about the preparation, if it's eating a snack should take no longer... Than four minutes to cook. You know what my, my preparation was? I picked up the phone and said, me, I'd like to place an order for pickup. And they say, all right, what do you want? And I say spaghetti pomodoro. And they say, great, we'll see you in a few minutes. Done. What? That's what I had for dinner last night. Do you work. have a takeaway pasta place? Is it because you... Hobnobs. Yeah. Nilanfed. Nilanfed. Right, so the orange monstrosity has been re-knitted. That pattern has been reused as the blue monstrosity. Sorry, the, the bird's custard cabbage cream egg jumper. Yeah, that is going to get frogged very soon when I can be bothered. I'm knitting it again in blue. Again, it's a hideous jumper. I'm not going to wear it. Um, but I finished the collar. The pattern does not say rib. And then you look at it. It's meant to be ribbed. But the pattern does not say rib. How annoying. So I had to do it again. And then I did one of the cuffs. But I've got to undo it and put it... You know, I picked up stitches on the wrong side of the garment. It doesn't look as good as I thought it would. So, but I'm two collars, two cuffs. And sewing in all the endy bits. And it'll be done. So I can put that in a plastic bag and never wear it. You're welcome, Jessica. I made some fairy cakes. I was going to make muffins, but I didn't have a muffin pan. Do you own a muffin pan? No, I don't. Well, no, now I do own a muffin pan. From (laughs) Drury? No, Wilkinson's. Oh, right. What have we seen this week? What What have have we we seen seen this week? Hey! Um, I've literally written nothing. I didn't even finish writing what have we seen this week because I couldn't be bothered. It says, what have we seen? Um, 15 minutes 40 into the Muppet film, Walter running. Uh, Pop culture happy hour. Um, a picture that George Decay tweeted this morning of a little boy who'd got lost at a, at a some sort of convention. Um, and you know how you tell children that if you get lost, you have to find someone you know or someone you trust, like a policeman or something. So this little boy who was... How, how old would you say he was in the picture? Five? Yeah, four or five. Four or five. Was freaking out because he lost his dad in the crowd. So he found someone he knew. He found the Flash. <laughs> who was with Wonder who Woman. Who was with Wonder Woman. And they, and they helped him find his dad and it's brilliant. We'll, we'll, um, we'll tweet it. Ah, it's pretty good. We'll retweet it or something. So, cool. you've got to go to work. But we'll see you soon, I'm sure. To find out more and to look at our show notes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter, The Day of Fun Show. You can listen to our shows on Mixcloud or you can download us from iTunes. See you soon.